Welcome to Sunday Night Stat Guide, where you will not just get the stats you want, but the stats that you need. Here's your host, Josh, the Stat Guy Horowitz. Coming up on Sunday Night Stat Guy, just like that, the NBA season is done, the finals are over. I know it ended a few days ago, so I won't go too in-depth on it, but there are still a few great stats from the clinching game for the NBA champion, Milwaukee Bucks. So congrats to them beating the Suns in six games. As Brandon Jennings said it best, Bucks in six. So the meat of today's episode, uh, we'll have Ben Hatfield. He revisits the podcast to do something special. Um, We reveal our 2021 top 15 players in the NBA right now. This is a list that we've done the past uh, few years. Um, you'll hear the explanation for that later on. It's pretty simple. We rank our top 15 players in the NBA, um, but it's a fun list, a fun conversation every time Ben comes on. So enjoy this NBA wrap-up episode of Sunday Night Stack Guy, and here we go. Suns have a timeout. Decide not to call it. Booker the drive, gets inside, leads in. One of the two absolutely game series changing moments of the NBA Finals. Uh, down by one, the Phoenix Suns trying to score and Drew Holiday with the strip and the lob to Giannis for the dunk. That was the one that happened in game five. But in game four, remember the other one was uh, the Suns again down by two this time and Giannis with the unbelievable block and a play on DeAndre Ayton to seal the, to stick and seal the win for the Bucks. go on to win game five, go on to win game six. And as I mentioned in the top, the Bucks are NBA champions for the first time in 50 years. It's unbelievable. Giannis Antetokounmpo signs an extension in Milwaukee, you know, doesn't have to go through any talks of his contract the entire season goes on and wins the title um so <laughs> it's it man it's just crazy i mean he played such an amazing series uh, and capped off by one of the historic games uh, in nba finals history and so before we get to the top 15 list that i mentioned uh with ben uh in the in the back half of the podcast just want to run through some uh, stats that we have from the finals so in game six, uh, the final game, Giannis became the first player with a 50-point, 10-rebound, 5-block playoff game since blocks were tracked in 1974. So he had, he had what, 50, 13, and 6, I believe, was his final stat line. So the first player with 50, 10, and 5 blocks uh, since 1974, the last time that that actually happened in a regular season game was by Anthony Davis in 2018. So it's only it, it's been three years since it's even happened in the regular season, and Giannis did it in the clinching game, Game Six of the NBA Finals. So another one uh, to go on here, just the 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 absolute legacy that Giannis is building right now. He is one of two players with multiple MVPs, a defensive player of the year, and a finals MVP, the other one, Michael Jordan. And you're going to see a theme here uh, with with Giannis and Michael Jordan being the only two players to do things in a finals. So that was the first one. And then only two players have scored 33 points in a half of a finals game, which Giannis did in game six. Those two players are Giannis, obviously, and Michael Jordan. And then Giannis scored 47.6% of the Bucks' points in game six. That's the fourth highest in the shot clock era. And the only players with a higher percentage are Michael Jordan, as we mentioned, and Elgin Baylor is actually the other one. So he kind of falls in there, but they – but Giannis had 47.6% on the Bucks points, and it was the fourth highest percent 
uh, in the shot clock era. Just absolutely crazy from Giannis. Those, those are the stats that, I mean, that just defined kind of what, what happened and what Giannis is becoming and um, just how he is, he's flashing into a superstar, but before, I mean, he's already been a superstar, but like a historical superstar before our eyes. Um, we're, you're going to hear Ben and I talk more about Giannis and, um, and, and how his play has evolved and stuff and just some other legacy things on him. So I'll save that for when you get to it, but those stats just are mind boggling. I mean, it is the 50, 13 and six is, is one of the greatest stat lines for a clinching finals game that I've ever seen. Obviously I haven't been uh, alive watching basketball as long as a lot of other people, but it just absolutely insane. So that's obviously the very, very, very good from this finals. Uh, the one, <laughs> the one bad, uh, Chris Paul, I, I really, really feel for him. It was, it was actual pain watching him walk off the floor. It was like the first thing they showed after, you know, the buzzer sounded and, uh, the, and the suns were leaving the floor. So here's, here's the bad from the stats. So Chris Paul became the first player to be on four teams that blew 2-0 leads in best of seven series. Those, uh, I'm trying to remember what the four teams were, um, but he, again, first player to be on four teams that blew 2-0 leads. And that obviously is not, not ideal. Um, for him to be on to be on so many teams that just couldn't, you know, get it together. Like it, it's almost not a surprise that it was his first finals, but he, he got to this point and they had a two Oh lead and they had home court still and just couldn't put it together. Uh, so here, here are the other series that Chris Paul blew two Oh leads. His teams blew two Oh leads. And I should say uh, versus the Spurs in 2008 versus the Grizzlies in 2013 versus the Blazers in 2016, um, and then the Bucks in this finals. So just not, not a great not a great set of Chris Ball, but, again, still, as you'll, again, hear us talk about uh, in the top 15 part of the podcast, just one of our favorite players and still a top player in the NBA. Um, so to, to move on from that, talk about a few of those guys' teammates um, – uh, Devin Booker, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday, they are heading to Tokyo to compete in the Olympics. And as I'm recording this part of the podcast, the uh, USA men's basketball team took a early loss um, to, to the French. They lost 83 to 76. So those three guys, you know, made that flight and ended up in this game and already with a loss. But the, the stat here is that the U.S. snapped a 25-game Olympic win streak. They'd won 25 consecutive games in the Olympics. And their last loss was in 2004 in Athens. Just ridiculous, just absurd. And we, they, they lost the two uh, exhibition games already to, um, I believe it was, I know one was Nigeria, I believe the other was, was Argentina, but they now have lost a game in the actual Olympics. And I, I think I, I'm starting to worry. I, I definitely am a little bit concerned. Um, I, I hope they can get it together, but just a wild run to end this game too. The U.S. led 74 to 67 with three minutes to go. And then France ended the game on a 16 to two run. Man, just, they got to figure it out. They really, really, really got to figure it out. Uh, so that was just a stat from the early morning of the the men's bas- the U.S. men's basketball in the Olympics. Um, one more Olympic stat for now. And then I'm hoping, you know, in two weeks when um, the Olympics are starting to come to a close, I'll have a lot more sets to give on Olympic stuff. Um, and we'll have, a, we'll have a full segment there. But just one more Olympic stat. So gymnast... So some of you may have heard of this, but gymnast Oksana Shusavatina of Uzbekistan, who is 46 years old, she just competed in her record-setting eighth Olympics. 
So for those who haven't realized, the, the first like official Olympics was in 1896. And so this is now the 32nd Olympiad. And so this, this girl has competed in eight out of the 32 Olympics. She has literally been in one quarter of the Olympics. Her first appearance was in 1992. And she actually has represented three different countries. She represented the Soviet Union, um, Germany, and then now Uzbekistan. And she was actually a silver medalist for Germany in the vault. Um, but yeah, eight out of 32 Olympics. She has been in 25% of summer games. The only thing sports-wise or like um, non-Olympics-wise that I could come up with for, or like team sports, I guess I should say for this comparison was that Tom Brady has been in 18% of Super Bowls, 10 out of 56. It's, it's just insane. Um, so again, record-setting eighth Olympics for uh, gymnast out of Uzbekistan and competed in eight out of the 32 Olympics. This is the 32nd Olympiad. Um, just absolutely crazy. So again, really excited at some point to get more Olympic stats. Um, it's really great. And obviously most people who are listening know that I love track and there'll be a lot of great stuff there. So again, just want to give a, give that recap of some NBA final stats. I know most people have probably gotten their fix in on that, get a little bit of quick Olympic stuff. Um, but if, if, we're, if you're as ready as I am, um, we'll now go to the conversation I had with Ben and enjoy our top 15 lists of the N- current NBA players. We now welcome back on to Sunday Night Stack Guy, Ben Hatfield. If you don't remember, Ben joined us uh, for a conversation about the NBA MVP back in, what was that, March? Is that March we had Yeah, yeah, about six months ago, yeah. Wow, so back in March, we had to talk about the NBA MVP, uh, but Ben Hatfield is back, and we're going to do something special today. Um, we're going to do our top 15 players in the NBA list today. And just for some background on this, uh, four years ago in 2017, Ben and I sat down once during the summer and just decided, hey, let's make our top 15 NBA list. And then we didn't do it the following year in 2018. And we thought we said in 2019, we got to do it again. And so now it's just been a thing that we do it every two years. So here we are in 2021, another year of our top 15 NBA list. And I'm, I'm ready. I'm excited. I, I can't believe it's been four years since the first time we did this. I know it, it comes around so quick. It's, it's always fun to do. And the list actually changes quite a bit. Um, I always have it in my mind that NBA players, they just last forever and the, the greats stay great forever. But if you look at the list, I mean, aside from a few different names, it changes all over the place, especially like slots like eight through 15. It's, it's, it's always fun. Yeah, definitely. And it'll, you, you'll be able to see it throughout, like when we make our list or when, when we read off our list. But uh, I have, I have a couple of things from our list just the past two times we've done it. That, it's not going to spoil anything. And then I'll have some things later on. But from 2017, we had 13 players the same. Actually, both years, 2017 and 2019, we had 13 players that were the same. Mm-hmm. And then I had 13 players that were the same from 2017 to 2019. You only had 10 players that were the same from 2017 okay. to 2019. So I'm okay. interested to see now like how those, those numbers keep going forward. I, I didn't see how many people I had the same from 2017 because that would be pretty crazy to see in four years how many players are still top 15 in the league. I might, I might have to look at that and calculate that at the end for both of our lists. Yeah, I mean, I think in like 2017, I put like Carmelo or something, you know, guys that just – you know, are hardly in the league anymore, you know, so it's, I'm sure it's changed. Right. So we're going to, again, we're doing our top 15 list. So I do want to uh, preview this by saying we are doing this. We're taping this part of the podcast during the NBA finals. So they just, we just watched game five last night. So we, we, Ben and I have said to each other, that most of the things that were happen in this finals wouldn't impact our list. I, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I think I'm at a, I'm at a place where I'm good with what I've seen in this playoffs uh, for my list. How about you? Yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, there's only three players that could really be impacted 
for this list, like even possibly. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I think we kind of know where they stand and, uh, you know, with one or two games left, I think, I think we, we can make fair assumptions. So that's just a heads up to the audience that we are recording this part of the podcast before the NBA season is actually over, but it will, once you hear this NBA season will be over finals over champion crowned. Um, but let's get to our list. So, uh, we're going to start from the top, actually, right? We're going to go one down to 15. I uh-huh. think there's just a lot. I mean, th- this year, more than any year we've done this, any of the two other years that we've done this, has a lot more um, variety, I think, at the top. But there's, there's, in my opinion, a lot more variety at the bottom. Um, so let's start at the top. Do you want uh, me to just do it one at a time, kind of? Or how do, how do we want to talk this out? Yeah, we'll just go back and forth. You share your one, I'll share mine. Okay. All right. Here is my best player in the NBA right now. Actually, wait, wait. Before actually, before we even do that, do we do we want to mention like how we view each of the top 15s? I, I think that's maybe a good idea to kind of yeah, say. go ahead and give a brief. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here throw in anything else that you need to, but mm-hmm. I've always viewed this top 15 thing as the top 15 best players in basketball at playing basketball. This isn't like a resume thing, a legacy thing, a how they're going to be in five years, a what they were like two years ago. This is at this moment in time, how good they are compared to everyone else at playing basketball. And so, for example, I always, there's a different, there's a different, few different aspects to basketball, obviously, the offense, defense, rebounding, passing, shooting. And I'm looking for the players that are the best at the most categories, or they are extraordinary compared to everyone else at one category stuff like mm-hmm. that so that's kind of how my list is made and i'll explain at certain points when i thought about those things is that is that kind of how you view this yep. too yep yeah exactly perfect so all right back to my number one this guy i think is finally the best player in basketball that is <laughs> kevin durant yep. of the brooklyn nets um uh-huh. he's always been behind another guy that you'll hear us talk about lebron james but i think from watching him play basketball we missed him so much a year ago mm-hmm. and he showed why he is the best player in basketball he can do everything at the highest level there is in the game yep. yeah i mean he might hold the record for being the second best player in the world for the longest amount of time i mean for almost 10 years it seemed like he was just uh, always there and you could argue that there were certain years where maybe he took over um but i think you and I, you texted me about three or four weeks ago and just said, Kevin Durant's the best basketball player in the world. And I think, I think it was during the first round. Um, and I was like, yeah, I think, I think he is. I think he's better than LeBron right now. And uh, he's just extraordinary. And if you look at his statistics for the season, they don't jump out to any of these other people on the list, really. Um, he's 26, six and six. But when you watch him, you just know, you just know he's got everything. He's so good. Yeah. And so, is, is he also your number one? He's my number one, yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. He's my number one. <laughs> so, and that when I sent you that text, that was essentially the point where, because we had talked beforehand, I mean, LeBron's been at the top of both of our lists the last four years. Mm-hmm. And it was it had to take something for either him to drop or, or Durant or whoever to go above him. And at, the, at about that time was when I was like, yeah, I don't think LeBron can be number one anymore. I, th- I think Durant has surpassed him as the best player in basketball. And I, it happened yeah. maybe a little sooner than I would have thought, but also way later than most people would have expected, considering right. that LeBron is 36. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So Kevin Durant, number one. You want to go ahead and give your number two? Yeah, I'll give my number two. I got LeBron number two. Okay. I got LeBron. Uh, the reason for that, I, you know, I was going over one other guy for, for two and three. Um, I, I just, I just still think he's, he's the second best. Or I, I guess I, I have to like give my third one to kind of explain why, because yeah, I feel yeah. like there's one other guy. Maybe, maybe I'll explain it more when I say the other one. So you go ahead. No, well, no, no, go give your third. I think it'll, okay. I'll give my third. It's yeah. Giannis. Okay. I, I just think LeBron's better than Giannis. Um, I, I like Giannis a lot his play kind of aggravates me a little bit because I think he can be a little one dimensional, whereas LeBron most certainly is not. Um, Giannis has come up short, obviously, in a lot of historical, you know, playoff games and stuff like that. But I know that this is not what this list is about. Um, But even watching him in the playoffs, you know, this year, I, 
I would have expected him to, to take over way more than he has. And I know that his, his stat lines for the finals have been extraordinary. And that's why I put him at number three, you know, ahead of people like Steph, um, because he's, he's incredible. And I really like Giannis a lot. Um, but I, I tried to think, you know, who would I really want on my team right now, like for this, this coming season or this season. And I would still take LeBron. I still think he's better. I, th- I think he's the smartest player in basketball. I think he's the best passer in basketball. He's become one of the better shooters in basketball, you know, not at the free throw line. Um, yeah, I still, I still like LeBron and I completely understand the argument for Giannis though. I, I, I totally get it. So that, that's, but those are my two and three. Yeah. And that, that's definitely what I wanted you to say who it was as long as it was him, because on my list, I have Giannis two and LeBron yeah. three. And honestly, mm-hmm. it took, it took a lot for me to move LeBron down from two, yeah. but here's the thing. I don't really look at it as LeBron moving down. I look at it as Giannis moving up mm-hmm. and his ability to, like you said, dominate some like he 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 may have not gotten a hold of rounds as early um but you can see in this finals that he's now dominant like he's putting up stat lines that no one has done since Shaq and right. we talk about how like they're just they're different players um but I think I think the main thing of, of Giannis being ahead of LeBron is like I said him you know he, he had one another MVP last year um but he is doing more on both ends than I think LeBron is doing on, on mm-hmm. both ends. Like LeBron, I think could is still the better offensive player when it comes to like shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, but because Giannis's game is a little bit different, I think he's doing more on both ends. Not that LeBron's not doing anything on defense or like, but I, I think Giannis is doing more on both ends. Yeah, I get that. I, I think that Le- uh, Giannis is a much better defensive player than LeBron right now. I, I think that's pretty obvious. Um, and I think LeBron is a better offensive player, but it's probably not as big of a difference as Giannis is a better defensive player, I guess. And that's probably your argument. I would say that there's kind of that third category though, of, you know, being that guy in the locker room, being the coach, being, you know, the intangible. And I think, I think LeBron has that. And I know I can't pull up statistics to show intangibles, but I would just prefer to have LeBron on my team. And that's really what it came down to. Yeah. I think Giannis is more athletic. I know Giannis is more athletic right now. He's more explosive. He's all those things right now over LeBron. But I think, you know, LeBron's a better passer. He's a better shooter. He's a better teammate. And also I just trust LeBron in, in high stakes situations way more than I do Giannis. Um, well, I think Giannis is a great bulldozer, but I think, if teams give him some difficult defensive schemes, I think LeBron can react a lot better than Giannis does. And to be honest, that that's one of the things I needed to see from the last couple of weeks is Giannis make the finals, dominate in the finals, and maybe lead his team to a finals. Because I, I don't think I had Giannis up to two until like two weeks ago. Until no. we saw LeBron not even get out of the first round. We saw Kawhi not even play most of the playoffs. And then we saw Giannis make the finals. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely, I mean, this will do wonders for his legacy. Obviously winning MVPs is great uh, in the NBA, but I think we've seen in recent years, especially with people like Russell Westbrook, it's not at the end of the day, it's a cool thing, but it's, it's all about the championships. I mean that, and, and Giannis is, you know, I think he's going to win the next game. I think, I think it's going to be bucks and six. So I think he'll get one this year and um, good for him. He deserves it. And so on, on the note, here's, here's the list of people with two MVPs and a title. This is 11 guys who's th- – this is from Nick Wright. He says 11 guys whose careers define nearly the entire history of basketball. Here are the 11 guys. Bob Pettit, Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem, Moses Malone, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Tim Duncan, uh, LeBron James, Steph Curry. Those are 11 guys who have won two MVP or multiple MVPs and a championship. And if the Bucks win, Giannis gets added to that list. That's, That's right. Kevin Durant's only won one champion yep. or one, uh, one, uh, sorry, uh, one MVP. Yeah. Ke- Durant, Kobe and Shaq have all only won one MVP. That's crazy. That's a good, out. good list of guys. I'm surprised it's only 11. You would think that like anyone who's won a championship, like at least that that team would have like a person that has won a few MVPs. Oh but yeah, it I doesn't see. always work like that. Right. I guess. And especially since a lot of those guys have won like four and five MVPs. Yeah, but that is that's the list that Giannis is trying to join. And just to be in that conversation is why I have him too. And if I didn't say I have LeBron three, 
for all the, all the same reasons. Um, but I'll even, I'm ready to go to my fourth. Um, yeah, if, I'm too. Cause on, on the note, I was actually even deciding if I needed to move LeBron down again to four, but really? because of, because of what I said before. So I have Kawhi fourth Okay. But because of what I said before, he didn't even, he didn't play like most of the playoff games that his team played in this playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like I still, all these top four guys, or at least my top four, I don't know who you're going to have for, but my top four, I consider them the best four two-way players okay. based on how good they are. Again, how good they are on offense, how good they are on defense. Um, and I, I had Kawhi third the last two times we did this and I still see him as a top two-way player. Yes. His offense isn't as good as his defense, but his defense is so good and his offense is still pretty good. That's why I have him above certain guys that we're going to name later. So I have Kawhi okay. fourth. Okay. Yeah. I've always had historically, I've always had Kawhi high. I place a super high value on him. Um, I usually have him like number three uh, this year. I don't have him up there though. I okay. don't know why I just, maybe I didn't watch Kawhi enough. I probably didn't. Honestly, I don't really find I will say, I think, watching Clippers games. Yeah, I think he had a very underrated season, which Kawhi is already like a quiet guy. And I think, yeah, because he, he started the all-star game. Like he, I don't remember where he was in MVP voting at all, but he had like an under the radar, great season. Yeah. He went, I have 25, five and six. Yeah. So that's, that's a great season, especially with how much he, how much effort he puts in on defense. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's really good. Right. Um, so this is where our lists are really going to differ. And yeah. this, this is the part of the list where like, I'm super unsure about, but I just kind of yeah. went for it. I yeah. is totally gut feeling and all these guys are so good i mean mm. there's so much talent but yeah. this was the right hardest now, year for me from like five to eleven yeah. like i had a group Real that tough. big but i, I yeah. don't get the more guys but yeah i know it's tough so for number four i i put luca okay <laughs> um i couldn't believe i did it I, it was in my rough draft him at four and i i, I kind of laughed to myself and said i mean he's not going to end up being here but he stayed there. Um, you know, the, the statistics back it up. He went 28, eight and eight. Obviously he, he led a pretty good Mavericks team um, to a pretty competitive first round. And um, I, I just really like his game. Um, I actually don't like him very much. Like as a player, <laughs> I don't really root for Luca. I don't, uh, yeah. to be honest, I don't really like his attitude very much, yeah. but he is an extraordinarily, extraordinarily talented player. And um, I, I just want him on my team. I don't know. He's just a winner. He's just a winner. He's he's so good at at so many things. And I think in just in the playoffs, you saw that it didn't matter what people threw at him. I mean, he was just he could do it himself. And that's why I put him over certain um, guards and other centers, yeah. um, because I think they kind of rely more on a team. Whereas Luka Doncic, I feel like he can go to any team in the NBA, kind of similar how to LeBron used to be able to do, and he can just take him to the playoffs. Like, it, it doesn't matter. He's just – he's a tank. It doesn't matter what you throw at him. He's not a guard. He's not a big, so he, he's not dependent. He's just – he's so good. So I put I put Luca for No, that's fair. I, I like the argument for him, like you said, like putting him on any team. Um, yeah. And that, that shows kind of what, what right. he can do. Um, and the heart, which I think you're going to see on our list, is how we – view like centers how we view bigger guys and what they can do yeah um because dude there's some good centers in the league right now yes there i mean i have like three centers on or four centers on my list or something yeah. i couldn't believe it yeah yeah i think i have i have three it depends who you put at what position because right we're also in like position right yeah exactly almost. so yeah all right you have luca fourth mm-hmm. um let, let me go with my fifth because I, I i think it'll it'll go into yeah. maybe what you have but I have I have Anthony Davis fifth. Okay. And this is a see, this is one of the interesting things because in the past you've always had him way higher than I. Not way high, like yes. significantly higher based yep. on where they are in the list. Yep. And I guess I finally got to the point. Well, what, what my argument was before was that he can't even stay on the floor. Like, how can I have him as one of the best players? But right. I I didn't really take that as much into account this year because when he's healthy or when he's even this like half playing, he's as good as there is as an offensive big and a a defensive big, like same, same argument for the guys above him, like where they're just so good on offense, so good on defense. It's Mm -hmm. hard to leave him any lower for me. Right. Like once you get past there, you're getting to guys that maybe aren't as good on defense. Like, yes, they're great offensive players, but they don't have like the best skill like he does. Um, 
so I, that's why I have Davis fifth. Okay. Okay. That's my argument. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I think that's pretty much what I put him at last year. I think it was like, a uh, game, yeah, so. you had, you had Davis. You actually, you had Davis fourth both the last two times we did this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've always placed a pretty high premium on Anthony Davis. I think he's awesome. Um, also a Kentucky fan, so I'm biased, but um, I put for, for number five, I put Steph Curry. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I am not known as a big Steph Curry fan. This is, yeah, this, these lists are already going against like everything you and I have like ever believed. No. I, I honestly, I can't really stand Steph Curry, but I really, I appreciate his game and he, he's a cool guy. Um, and I, I live in the Bay Area now, so I hear enough about him where maybe I'm, I'm mm. kind of turning a blind eye to some of the other things that I thought. Yeah. But he, he is incredible. He, I mean, he's just incredible. This season, he went off 32, 6, and 5. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. And he, you know, he was carrying, obviously, um, a bunch of nothing on his team. And he still made it to a play-in game. Still gave the Lakers a run for their money. Um, he, maybe more than anyone in the league, can go off and score 20 and a quarter like it's nothing. Shoot the lights out. Um, the reason, I guess, the reason I put Luka in front of him was, I just think Luca is consistently better. You know, it's kind of what I was getting at earlier. And I think he can go to any team, whereas Steph, um, you know, I think if he has nobody on his team, this is pretty much as good as he can get like a nine or 10 seed in the West, which is still good. It's the West competitive, but um, you know. Yeah. You're, you're saying that like Luca can probably lead a team to a better place by himself than Steph could. Right. Right. And I, and I would actually say that like, if, if you have a championship team, this might be going against what I'm saying, but if you have like a championship team with a few players on it already, then I would actually rather have somebody like Steph. But if you're just talking like pure basketball skill, if, if they're just going to a team that maybe isn't a championship team, which many aren't, um, then I'll take Luca. And I think that was kind of my big decision. And that, that was one of my hardest decisions was between Luca and Steph. Cause there, you can make an argument for either one. Right. Yeah. So I, I'll I'll get to those two. Obviously, I haven't named them yet, but I will. But go ahead and name your sixth because this might be another another good segue into to my side of the list. Okay, so uh, my six was uh, Jokic. Okay. Yep. 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 That's is that you. I I also have Jokic six. Okay. Yeah. I, it felt weird putting him there, but like he's so good. He's so good. Every time I watch him, I yeah. enjoy it. And he this year he was twenty six, eight, and eleven. So that's an incredible stat line. He, um, man, once Jamal Murray comes back, the Nuggets are going to be a problem in the West. Yeah. They're a super good team. Yeah. There's, I mean, Jamal Murray's like our age, you know, he's, he's going to get only better. And, uh, and so is Jokic. Yeah. Jokic Jokic is 26. And then Michael Porter Jr. Is 22 or 23 or something. Like it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. As long as all those guys stay together. They can stay together for another three or four years. They will win a championship. Um, yeah. I love Jokic's game. He's a goofy, goofy player, but yeah. he, he is so he's so fun to watch. He's he's great. Mm. I I obviously I agree because I have Jokic sixth, but this is perfect going into my list of why I have the order of these three that I do. So you went Luca four, Steph five, Jokic six. Mm-hmm. I have Jokic six, Luca seven, Steph eight. And okay. Wow, you have Steph. I, Curry I know, eight? I know, and you, you know, I've loved Steph too. Yeah, but mm-hmm. here's where I'm at with the list at this point. So, I already told you about how my top five is pretty much they're so good at offense, so good at defense, they're so good at both. Yep. It's hard to put guys in there that maybe aren't as good at one or the other. Jokic is that close to being in that group, that's why I have him sixth. Yeah, these three were my toughest, toughest ones to separate. Um, Luca, he's not okay. One, he needs to improve his like shooting percentages. That's one reason I had him lower he than does. Jokic. Cause like e- even Jokic as a center is a better free throw shooter than Luca. He has higher field goal. Um, I'm pretty sure his three point percentage was higher. Like Luca does take more of them. Um, sorry, I'm looking for the percentages. Yeah, Luca's 35 from three. Uh, Jokic is 39 from three. Luca's 73% free throw. Jokic is 87% free throw. So those reasons alone, like if you're talking, even if at the worst you're saying they're even offensive players, I would think Jokic is the better defensive player. So that's why I have him ahead of Luca. And then 
so now that having Steph eighth, um, he's now to the point for me where, yes, he's so good at offense, like I said before, three-point shooting, but I'm getting to the point in the list where this person or these people, they're so good at one thing, but not as good as other players at like the other stuff in the mm-hmm. league, if that makes sense. So that's yeah. why I have Steph ahead of those other players because he's so good at shooting. And he's right. a great offense player, great ball handler. I think underrated, like, guard defensive player, but not obviously as big of an impact as someone like Jokic has on the defensive end or Anthony Davis or Kawhi. So that's why I have Steph eight. Like, he's still a top – easily a top ten player and are arguably could be higher. You had him fifth. Right. But it's not it's, – because I had him sixth two years ago and then fifth two years before that. So mm-hmm. I look at it more as – Jokic and Doncic moving up than Steph moving down okay yeah like we said there's so many good players in this range so many and the NBA is so situational because like let's say Clay was was healthy and the Warriors were clicking on all cylinders we might both put Steph three or four but it's just he wasn't in the spotlight this year and it just you know it goes to like just how really how situational the NBA is. And like, it really does matter like what team you're on to, you know, how we view these players. Right. It makes me feel better that we both had Luca one spot above Steph. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We both, yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, so so are, you, are you, are you I two ahead did, of me right now? Yeah. I just did six, seven, eight to kind of group all those together. So okay. you're, you're on seven. Okay. And eight. So my seven is Anthony Davis. Okay. And my eight, it feels wrong doing this, but it's Kawhi. We officially have the same top eight players. <laughs> oh, we did. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Anthony Davis, he didn't have a stellar season. He went 22, three and eight. Uh, I was really surprised when I looked up that stat line, but you know, he's playing with LeBron and the name of the game for the Lakers is not the regular season. The regular season matters, but um, the name of the game for Anthony Davis is just to be healthy at the end of the season and, and win enough games in the regular season that you can be hopefully, you know, somewhat near the top seed seed wise. Um, but he's so good. I mean, it's like you said, I mean, he can go nuclear. He's, he's just the kind of guy that you, you want as a center. Um, in today's NBA, especially in today's NBA, we, we always talk about how like him, Durant and Giannis, like if James Naismith came back, uh, from the dead and watched those three play basketball, he wouldn't know what planet he was on. He'd be like, this is not the sport I invented. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, especially Kevin, man. Like, yeah. like a seven-foot guy is not supposed to be able to shoot 40 feet away. It's, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, Anthony Davis is incredible, obviously. Um, I put Jokic over him just because Jokic has just been – he's been doing a lot better. And it's hard to put a guy ahead of another guy when they literally scored 10 points per game more. Or no, sorry, I was looking at Steph. Um, four I guess only four four points per game more but also had more assists and more rebounds and um and you know I do think that injuries matter quite a bit like how much you get injured as a player that's why I'm not too big on Kyrie Irving um among other things Um, but it's just Anthony gets hurt a lot and Jokic hasn't had injuries in his career yet at least none that I remember so um I put him above that. And then Kawhi, I just kind of had to drop him in there. He's still a top 10 player. It's hard to argue against that. I didn't see him a lot this year, though. He is quiet as usual. Um, the Clippers underperformed. I, I think that you could argue that if he was there, though, and he was healthy, the Clippers could have easily won the championship. Yeah. Um, or, you know, not guaranteed, obviously. But they, they'd be in a pretty good position to win, especially with the Lakers out and the Nets out. Um, but it didn't happen that way. So, yeah, I put Kawhi yeah. at eight. No, that's okay. So I, I always like to, when I look back at these lists, the, one of the funny things is how into, I think it's 2019. Let me look. No, I'm sorry. 2017. So the very first time we did this, our players ranked four through seven were just reversed. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? So mm-hmm. I had it mm-hmm. Harden, Curry, Westbrook, Davis, and you had it Davis, Westbrook, Curry, Harden. So what we've just shown now with our list is that from four to eight, are the same five players, just very slightly different order. So we're, we're thinking in the same range is just how we right. view those players and separate them specifically. Right. And a lot um, of it can also just be like whatever day you, you make the list <laughs> because on a different day, you might have some, you might be thinking differently. So yeah, yeah we're, we're in the right ballpark. Yeah. Right. Very true. All right. Number nine. So this is where I think we're getting to a specific type of player. 
Um, like I said, now I'm to the point where I'm, these players are so good at one thing. Like they are clearly top 15 basketball players, but it's other things that hold them back. Right. So my nine is James Harden. I had him fourth two years in a row. And there's a reason why he's now ninth. One, like we said, other players have jumped him throughout that for, for their good play, but he's, he, he's not he still lacks the defensive like awareness like he's still you know now he's on like a really 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 good team and it feels weird like punishing him for that but I can't keep him at four being the second best player on his team not showing his offensive skill that brought him to the fourth best player but I have him there because when he does when he is able to show it he's still a top three offensive player in the league in basketball that's yeah. how I still view it. Mm-hmm. he still has the skill of that top three basketball player in the league and I just knew he, he he belongs in top 15 I just had to figure out where and I always said having him fourth behind uh LeBron Durant Kawhi two four years ago the reason I had him up there was because he was so good at offense and that's why I still yeah. have him that high at nine Yeah, he's an offensive specialist, that's for sure. I think something I want to add with the start of this list at at nine is that I think these players, like you said, are world class, but they cannot carry somebody to a championship. Whereas I think every other person below this, even like a Kawhi and Anthony Davis, I think, um, especially like Anthony Davis, it might be a little bit of a stretch, but I still think that he could be the best player on the team and win a championship if things went right. Whereas I think people like James Harden, can't well we we've already ran the experiment james yes, Harden can't yes. win a championship as the best player we we've ran the 10-year experiment <laughs> we, we know this <laughs> that that is the point of the podcast i love that because you're right like now looking at the list looking yeah. above you can you can see exactly what, what you just said and then going down farther you can mm-hmm. we know that it's not that's right possible. so like this is the perfect breaking point so that is, yeah. that is a great point yeah, they need to saddle up with one of the players that we've already mentioned to be able to win a championship. And usually those are championship teams. It's the players we've already mentioned with the players we're about to mention. They team up and they win a championship, right? That's what happens. Exactly. Um, so, I, so I'm so i going to say my 9 and 10. So my 9 was Lillard and my 10 was James Harden. Um, just You said James okay. Harden. I think Lillard's a little bit better than James right now. Um, I would rather have him on my team. He had a monster season, 28, uh, 8, and 4. Um Lillard's just he's so good he's so good and and I prefer his style of play for playoff basketball because James Harden he might be like the best regular season player in the last five years I mean he what did he average like 36 ones I mean it's ridiculous he's incredible but they don't ref regular season games like postseason games and James Harden a lot of his game is let's be real kind of playing with the system a little bit and trying to figure out how he can get to the free throw line and it works really well for him in February, but come June, not as much. And that was kind of the battle of the guards between those two. And I just had to pick Lillard. I, I really like his attitude, his personality. I think gels really well, well with other players. And I think he's going to go to another team this year. Uh, there's a lot of chatter uh, recently, and I think he'll go to another team and uh, hopefully it'll be the Lakers. <laughs> and if it is, that'll, that'll prove our point. yeah right of like him not being able to which like we said like he's been the best player on the blazers but they've needed another person it's nothing against dame they've just he can't be the best player on a championship team Mm -hmm. unless like the other two players were you know the two other players on this list but yeah and i think james harden more than maybe the other players on this list in the next few years he's going to be off this list at least off my list i think he's going to kind of take a hard turn kind of like Russell Westbrook did um I just yeah I don't know he just he seems like he's getting older he he doesn't seem like he he's in the best shape always you know that there's obviously been concerns about that and um I just think that people are kind of figuring him out the postseason it's like we we have we have the receipts we know what he does and um he's a great player but yeah And, and to your point on Harden there I, I was looking like I, I have our list, like I said, and I've looked to see how far down we move certain people. Mm-hmm. And so Harden is four down from where you had him uh, two years ago. He's five down from where I had him. And from our previous two years, any player that moved down more than three spots in a season was left off the list the following season. Wow. Yeah. 
So I don't think he'll be left off the list next season, but in two or three years, he will be. Or, or, well, like you're right, in two years. I should say the next year we do the list. Yeah. Mm, And also, now would be a good time to say this because I meant to say it earlier. I like that we do the two years in between because I was explaining it to Dylan. Like, it kind of gives the player like an additional year to like prove that you belong or prove that you don't, Mm -hmm. like in the list, right? So you go through an entire season. Um, But like, it's funny that Luca was a rookie the first time we did this list. So obviously he wasn't going to be on there. So that, right. that's why I like the two years in between. Um, but I had, I had Lillard 10. So I had Harden 9, Lillard 10. Oh, okay. So we, we, we switched yeah. them up. Okay. Yes, we, did, we just switched them. And I think, again, the main thing for me having Harden there and not – having Harden higher than Lillard was I, I do like his offensive style of play for this NBA. Mm-hmm. And it, it's much better geared towards that. Like Lillard is more of like a Steph – tight player obviously but Steph's better at being a Steph player than Lillard is if that makes sense yeah um but obviously Lillard 10th like that's not any knock on him I just and maybe having heart like I was already high on Harden so it's hard to put him lower than Lillard at this point um yeah like we said we, we kind of already have like a somewhat of a connection to some of the players that we've put on parts of our list so right. that's why I had or I had Harden 9 Lillard 10 so yep all right, 11. <laughs> 11. <laughs> you want me to go? Um, um, I think we're going to have the same player. Let's say it at the same time. Okay. Three, Three, two, two one. One, Embiid. Joel Embiid. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> I knew it. All right. You, you I was looking care. at the list and I was like, man, there's a pretty big drop off after this. I feel like I'm definitely going to put uh, yep. Embiid. Yeah. Yep. So um, you, Embiid's a monster. Yeah, you know, I, I hate not putting him in the top 10, but he's, he, I think there's 10 other better players, you know? Yeah. Um, he had a crazy year, 28, 3 and 11. The first half of the year, he was, um, leading the MVP conversation. The 76ers were first in the East for what seemed like forever. And um, yeah, I mean, he's a beast. I, I'm excited to see what, what he's going to continue to do. He's, he's such a fun player to watch. Yeah. No, he, he, and that's, it goes to the point I keep saying about this list, like the best offense players, best defensive players. He's just, he's just a level below those top five, six guys. If he raised the level both ways, he could jump this list easily up to like six or seven easily Mm -hmm. i think um and the reason why he's here though and not there just look at what they've done but just look what the sixers have done look at what he hasn't been able to do to bring them to the next level um who knows if simmons will be there or not like if that'll help them or if if that will help him not having simmons there but he belongs in this tier I, i should mention too when i when we were doing like our drafts I had like the first four in a category and then I had the next seven and it was the hardest like to, to decipher, but then the next, or I, then I broke that tier into like Harden, Lillard and Bede. And th- they were clearly ahead of the next group of guys that we're going to talk about. So, mm-hmm. and, I, and it seems like we both felt the same way. Yeah. Having him beat 11. All right, let's keep moving. Um, 12. I have Paul George. Okay. Okay. Um, I, yeah. We've always kind of put Paul George right around that. Yeah. He, he that definitely point. always has been. So this is another actually good example. We both had him eighth two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I just think this is, an, this is another example of so many guys moving up like Jokic and Doncic. Um, yeah. But also it might be Paul George's peak. I don't know if he's going to get back to being a top seven or eight player in the league. I don't think he is. I mean, he's been in the league for almost 10 years now, right? Must he, be right at that. Like he, yeah. he's, he's, he's gotta be 30 years I don't, old. He's, he's 31. I, I don't remember okay. what okay. year he got into the league, but he, he's yeah. 31. So yeah. eight or nine, 10 years. Yeah. So you can't really expect too much more. Um, you know, I, <laughs> I feel kind of bad for the guy. Um, he, he's obviously super talented and I think he could have like, like I said earlier with Kawhi, he could have won the championship and we might have had a very different opinion on him um like i said it's very situational um phenomenal player though i think that's a, a great pick for for 12 right he's 12 or, yeah and let's oh, say he's he's definitely top 15 in my opinion and yeah just I, I still feel like he is as good of a two-way player as guys that are lower that have lower than him mm-hmm. um but he's on the down he's he's going down like yeah he needs to sh- again show in the next two years if he can if he still considers himself a top 15 player so right yeah 
I hope he breaks out because he gets a lot of slander. He gets a lot of slander that he doesn't always deserve. And I'm not a Paul George defender, but he gets a lot. He gets a lot of crap on Twitter. So, um, you want to? Okay. Yeah, no, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, you want to go? Yeah, do your twelve. Yeah, my twelve is Jason Tatum. Wow. Yeah, I know. I've kind of come around to him. Not a not a big fan of a not not a big Duke guy here. That makes but, me feel better. <laughs> but he he's gosh, he's so good. He's he's so fun to watch. I mean, he's this is his fourth season. I think he's younger than us. He went yeah, he's, 26. He's 19. Yeah, he went 26, <laughs> 4, and 7. I think he's going to be what Paul George should have been. They're like the same height and weight. They got the same skills. They're, they're kind of the same player. But I think Jason hit his um, – got better quicker than Paul George did, and I think he's going to continue to get better. I think Jason Tatum's going to be the kind of guy – he's going to win a scoring title one year. He'll, he'll go for 31-32 one year. Um, and I think almost definitely he's going to win a championship one of these years. He, he's just – he's that kind of player. He's so good. I love watching him. Hopefully with the Celtics. Hopefully. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's that, okay. That's crazy. That, that, uh, and that's the thing. Like I try to, um, like be as unbiased as possible with a Celtics player. And yeah. I had a hard time where I wanted to place him. I literally, I texted Dylan mm-hmm. like a half hour before we started. I was like, see if you can just figure out just for my sake, figure out where you would have paid him in your, in your top 15 to 20 list. Um, but that's, that's awesome. Go, is that calling you right now? <laughs> oh my God. Do you want to answer? No, no, no. I don't want to interrupt the podcast. Who knows what Zach would say? Yeah. Oh, that is hilarious. All right. Go, go ahead. Do your 13. Cause I, I want to see where, where okay. you're headed. So these three players, Jason Tatum and my next two were so close, like okay. so close. I, as you know, I'm a big Chris Paul fan. I really like Chris Paul. I think our, the first time we did it, I put him like way up high, like in my top eight. And I still have him pretty high. He's, he's that next guy. Um, his numbers are definitely the weakest on this list, uh, 16, 9, and 4. But his, his leadership and his intangibles are, are great. Um, he's, I guess, kind of LeBron-esque in that way. Now, I will say these finals are not looking great for him. Um, I think he's dealing with some more shoulder pain. I, I, I don't know. Um, they've been kind of quiet about it, but he he's the reason they got to the finals, um, more so than Devin Booker, um, even though Devin Booker has definitely outperformed him these finals. But, yeah, Chris Paul is that next guy on the list. I love okay. Chris. Um, if you, okay, you said you had them grouped together. Do your 14. Do your 14. Booker. Booker. B- B- okay, then Booker. Yeah, yeah, okay, Booker. so you had yeah. both of the Suns guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were together. Uh, Booker can just go nuclear. Obviously, uh, he's he's incredible. He's the only reason that I think this series has been competitive. I mean, Milwaukee could have easy, it could have easily been over already, but he's went for forty, I think, yeah. three times. Um, and he did so it again he, last night. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, he's putting up numbers pretty comparable to Giannis, and we're considering Giannis the second or third best player in the world. So I'm pretty comfortable putting him in my top fifteen. Okay. That's yeah. fair. No, that's a fair argument. Um. All right. I would not be surprised uh, if, if you do not appreciate this next <laughs> thing that's going to happen. I can't believe I actually wrote it down, but uh-huh. my 13th, I have Kyrie Irving. Okay. Still, still, still. <laughs> You're hanging four, on to him, man. Four years ago when I wrote down <laughs> Kyrie Irving, because we, you had him 12th, I had him 10th, four years ago. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. two years ago, I still had him 10th. I thought there was no way I was going to have him 10th. And you didn't even have him in your honorable mention. Like you had him outside, like your top, like seventeen. Right. I still think he's better than the next couple guys I have down. Like he's still that good of an offensive player. At like I said, this is the same exact argument I made two years ago. Just playing basketball. Like I would want him as a play. Like obviously, like the outside stuff is not great. But if we're just talking straight up talent, like playing basketball i still want him as an offensive player okay um yes the defense is questionable um and the the off-court stuff but i still want him as that offensive player he's that talented to me yeah it's not even really the off-court stuff to me i mean he's you know 
he's a player with a lot of shenanigans off court, but I don't think that's really my issue. It really is like just how he deals with other teammates. He's a difficult guy. I guess that's what I mean when I say off court, like, like just the stuff that happens within the team, Mm -hmm. not like, yeah, yeah. The stuff that happens within the team and like the, so just the stuff that happened with the Celtics, like why it didn't work out with having him and Gordon Hayward and Peyton and Brown on the same team. Like it it should, it should have been able to work. It should have been able to work. And I think if it was another player with the same amount of skill as Kyrie Irving, they would have been a whole lot better. Right. Right. But that's, and like I said, we're, we're talking about like best players in basketball and obviously staying healthy is another thing too, that you mentioned. Yeah. Um, But for his upsides, that's why I still have, I'm hanging on. Like I still have him up here (laughs) at 13. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait, that was my 13. Did I get 13 in? Yes, you gave 13 and 14. Okay, okay. I don't have numbers here. I just have a list, so. Yeah, you're good. I, w- I wanted to see who you named. So, yeah, that was my 13. Uh, 14, I have Bradley Beal. Okay. For, honestly, the same reasons I have Kyrie there. Like, he's that good of an offensive player. I didn't think – Bradley Beal is another one that I didn't really like that much as one of the top players in the league because that's kind of all he was. But, again, he showed how good he is. He averaged 31 points this year, uh, you know, 89% free throw, uh, 48% from the field. Um, he, I mean, he can rebound, can assist. He's a smaller player, but uh, the the points that he scores is pretty incredible. He, he had a, some crazy streak early on that I, I, can't, I honestly can't remember what it was now, but um, just as one of the top scorers, I think one of the better absolute like pure scorers, shooters. Yeah. League, so. That's why yeah. I have him 14. Yeah, he was my 15, so okay. um, I agree with you. Yeah. All right, so you had Beal 15, and then I have Jason Tatum 15. Okay. So yeah. I did do it. And so here's here's the thing. We're, and we're about to name our honorable mentions as well. Um, I have Tatum above guys like Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell, because, again, it goes back to – I think Tatum is so good at both offense and defense. And I think he's even better offense Tatum. Like, and he, and we said, he's only 23. Um, I joked he was 19 earlier, by the way. I don't know if you had caught that. Oh no, I didn't. He <laughs> seemed like it though. It I feel like, like he's, he's been 19 the last four years. Right. Right. But it was, it was tough. And honestly, that's why I was waiting. The one thing I needed to see from this finals other than Giannis was Chris Paul. I thought if Chris Paul in the first three or four games of this series dominated as a point guard that I'd be able to put him above Tatum Mm -hmm. but I didn't see as much as I would have liked to and I think this is where this is where part of being top players it's kind of geared more towards like small forwards like I feel like even if you look at NBA history but think about it small forwards kind of have more I, I would say more things to do on a basketball court um than like the point guard or the center now, right. centers are going, obviously, the way of, I think, small forwards and being able to do more. But, like, Chris Paul is going to have a hard time guarding the best player on the other team, unless it's their point guard. And that's yep. where, where Tatum kind of a little bit of a bigger impact. And, like I said, better offense. So, I needed to see something from Chris Paul to put him above, but I did not see it. So, I, I, kept, so I kept Tatum at 15. Yeah, that's, I think that's good. Um, one player we both didn't mention that I actually had as my 16 on, on my six, my next honorable mention, I guess, right off this list was Jimmy Butler. You didn't say Jimmy, did you? I did not. Okay. He, he was my 16. I was fighting because I, yeah. I he could have been anywhere between 13 and, and 16 for me. And I ended up putting him 16, but, um, because last year I definitely had him around 12 or something. Yeah. That's like you that. had him 12. I had him 13. And he's okay. a player that I love. Like, I, I yeah. love seeing him as a top 15 player. Yeah. I just – I don't know. I, I don't think we saw it this year. Yeah. he didn't seem, It didn't even seem like he played this year. I didn't watch yeah. him at all. Yeah. And then – so I, I had Chris Paul six, pretty much 16th. I was fighting between him and Tatum. And then I got to mention this guy, Clay Thompson, because we both had him – or I, I guess I had him top 15 both of the last two years. And it just sucks that he literally didn't play the last two years. Like that's, I think the only reason why he's still not in the top 15 is because right. he literally just didn't play. Right. Um, yeah. And then did you have anybody else honorable mention guys? Um, I mean, guys like Paul George, Kyrie Irving, obviously okay. 
Um, but also you had them in that next group so yeah yeah and I wouldn't put this guy in the top 20 but Russell Westbrook still averaged triple double I know and it was like his best one if you if you're talking about like assisted rebounds he had 11.7 and 11.5 so like he was well above that that 10 threshold um yeah it's incredible I I wouldn't put him as a top 20 player though maybe maybe he'd be around 25 or something but I don't really trust Russell with anything yeah when it comes to the playoffs but um i feel like i just gotta throw him in there yeah so good and then so to to finish that because i i'm gonna save the player i want to mention but i want i want us to think of um a player that's not in our top 15s that we think will be in two years so let's do that one first and then we'll do the opposite so give me a player that's not on your top 15 list that you think will be in two years um like a trey young would be would be a good example i didn't put him in this year and i i Probably wouldn't even put him in top 20, but um, yeah, I mean, he's a baller. Yeah. All right. Mine is Donovan Mitchell. Okay. Yeah. That's I, I think he's good. right there. Like I actually had him pretty much 17th or 18th, kind of right in that category. Um, like the obvious one is to say Zion, right. Or like you had Booker in your top 15. I had him also in that 17, 18, 19 range, but I think Mitchell is on his way. Um, he, he's only 24. So he's, getting to that age of becoming a for sure top 15 player if he plays the way he is still like he was um 11th in the league in scoring uh 21 per so like he's he's got a lot of stats that say he's top 15 but like eyeball test obviously there's a lot of other players so that'd be yeah that'd be who i think will be in two years top 15 who's somebody on your list that you do not see be on the list in two years Oh, Chris Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You, you kind of mentioned that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I already put him like near the bottom and um, there's no way he'll be. He'll mm. be there, so. And then he's my, he's like 35 or something. 30, I don't know how old he is. He, he's a, uh, I have uh, 36. He's also 36. 36 I, yeah. I wrote down everyone's ages just as a cheat sheet. <laughs> um, my player who I don't think will be on here in two years is Kyrie Irving. <laughs> there you go it's just like i said i i keep having him going down and i think again the main reason why he won't be is because as we just named there's like three four five really young good players that play the same position as him that are probably going to surpass him i mean Kyrie's 31 like two years ago at 10th might have been his peak i i don't i don't know if i see Kyrie being a top 10 even close player again now we are in a situation where Durant, Harden, and Kyrie are still together for you know for yep. at least one year. So, so who who knows uh, <laughs> where where they're gonna be at? Mm-hmm. Um, hold on, I'm trying to do one last thing. So one thing about these lists that I thought was a really funny stat was the average age of our list. So do you want to guess? Let me start with this. So in 2017, here is the average age of our list. 27. We actually both had the exact same thing. 27.13 was the average uh-huh. age of our list in 2017. 2019, the average age of mine was 28.26, and then yours was 28.33. This uh-huh. year, my average age is 28.86. So it keeps going up. Do you want to try to guess what yours is? I'm, I'm going to calculate it while you're kind of thinking about it and guessing, but I feel like I had a few young guys in here, like with Luca and Booker. That you didn't have Booker. I would say mine is just a tad lower than yours, even though mine is usually a tad higher than yours. Mine's gonna be a tad lower than yours. It's the exact same. For real? It's the exact same, and I, oh. it, I I'm gonna look and see why. Um, I was surprised because like you had Chris Paul, and I didn't. Right. So like, but then that, I had I had Booker and you, but didn't. you had that kind of Booker. offset it. Because, oh, so let me also figure out the amount of players we have the same. So we're good through the top eight, through the top 11, and then you had, and we both had Tatum, and we both had Beal. So you had, you had Chris Paul and Devin Booker, and I had Paul George and Kyrie Irving. So we, again, Ben, this is the third year we've done this. Every time we've had 13 players the same. Wow. which I guess makes sense, but nice. it just means we're kind of on the same page. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, your average, yeah, your average is the exact same. 
So here, here was the last thing I wanted to end on um, for the top 15 topic. The age keeps getting older. When do we see it getting younger? When do we see it dropping back off? Because we're going to, when, like, when are we going to lose guys like LeBron um, and Durant and then like Curry and Harden, like the guys that are in their thirties. Right. Um, I guess pretty soon it probably is probably just one of those things that's an accordion effect. It fluctuates. and but it stays around the same it's going to be like late 20s pretty much always probably somewhere between 26 and 29 i would assume always right um but i would yeah in the next few years i mean with kevin you know kevin durant lebron the thing is is like in five years can lebron still be the 13th best player in the world probably i think so that's the thing i think so and so it's like will he leave the list i don't know um it's kind of difficult and so my argument was going to be that players are able to stay healthier a lot longer and it could be a reason why we already see the ages going up like for example for for even Kawhi to go from to be 26 the first time we did this and now be 30 and still be a top five or six or I guess you have an eighth top 10 player is is kind of showing of how how well some of these guys can stay on the list I guess is Mm. what I'm trying to say Uh, which could be an example of the age going up but like you said we're getting booker we're getting luca we're getting tatum and the higher those guys go they're gonna drop some other guys so just something interesting that i saw when looking at the list so awesome ben that was awesome top 15 i'm gonna um for anybody that's doing that's listening and follows me on twitter i'll post a picture of our lists so you can see them there um before we go final prediction i think you had already mentioned it what's yours because remember this is gonna be coming from the future now so uh yeah bucks and six i think the bucks will win um even if it isn't seven but i think it'll be six yeah i i agree i i would say bucks and six i've been wanting the suns but yeah me too uh, for the suns to lose game five at home is not good the the, i think the bucks have a better home court uh advantage um and a team finally won a road game so the series is officially on but it might be over before it even starts so i say bucks and six as well so we'll see you in a couple of weeks when this when this airs if we're right. But well, um, all right, Ben. Thanks so much. Uh, of course. Top fifteen list. That was awesome. And we'll see you in two years again. I know we'll talk. We'll have you on before that. But two more years for uh, for the top fifteen list. So. Sounds good to me. All right. Thank you, Ben. See ya. Yep. No problem. Bye. Thanks again to Ben coming back on the pod to do our top fifteen list. Always fun to see how our rankings change over the years. Hope you enjoyed hearing insight into one of our longest going uh, NBA conversations. I'd be interested to hear your list as well. Uh, So maybe make one of your own and uh, let me know. Let me see it. Always interested to see what the listeners think as well. So to close out, um, I just want to say hope everyone is watching the Olympics in some capacity. Obviously, it only comes around every four years except last year. And now the next one will be in three years. But still, enjoy this time of watching, you know, the most fun sports around, like handball, water polo, archery, you know, just some of my favorites. All right. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Sunday Night Stat Guy. And remember that you will not just get the stats you want, but the stats that you need. Thanks, everyone.